Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. Thanks for joining me for another episode with an inspiring Arizona educator. My guest is kindergarten teacher Terry Duggan from Amphi School District, located in Tucson. And uh, I met Terry from my contract work with the kindergarten experience that included trainings and redesigning her kindergarten classroom, or as I like to refer to it as flipping classrooms. So Terry is another one of those teachers who has been extremely dedicated to her work. She has been teaching for over 20 years and still manages to enjoy the work she does and the children she gets to impact. In our conversation, she talks about the many grades she taught, the importance of having a mentor every year uh, that she's been teaching, as well as speaking to parents on how they can support their kindergartner's learning experience and the classroom teacher. Um, Without giving too much away, but to further pique your interest, I asked Terry to talk about an incident that happened in her classroom last year that was actually a bit scary. So without giving too much away, take a listen. Hi, my name is Terry Duggan, and I'm a teacher for the Amphitheater School District, and I teach kindergarten. Thank you so much, Terry, for coming and or for joining me um, for this podcast, this episode. I'm so excited to be able to interview another kindergarten teacher, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, What I wanted to to see start out with was tell me about did you always start as a kindergarten teacher is that is that where you started no but well my um this is my 28th year teaching oh my god wow yeah (laughs) and um my first year I did teach kindergarten in a private school and then um I moved to a different state and um all that they had for me was fifth grade. And so I taught fifth grade a year. Then I moved to another state and taught um, first grade the second year. The third year I taught fourth grade. The fifth year of teaching I taught um, (laughs) first grade. The sixth year I taught kinder. And then I went back to first. Really? Yes. So in six years, um, I taught a different grade level every year. How does that, how does, how are you able to adjust? That's, I I need that tip. Well, I, um, I always wanted to teach the lower grades. Okay. And so, um, whenever you're the low man on the totem pole, (laughs) the new teacher on the block, you always have to take whatever position they have available. And so my attitude was that I was just going to do that until, and see if I liked it. And then, um, do it until I was able to get to the younger kids again. Okay. Putting in your time kind of. Yes. And also finding a good mentor teacher really helps out a lot. Well, that's, that's a good little segue. How did you find a mentor teacher? How did that come about? Well, I always um, like to plan with other people. And so um, whenever 
my first year teaching when I taught fifth grade, I kind of gravitated toward um, a teacher that was kind of like me that had experience and was very enthusiastic about teaching. Cause I think that's when you want, you want to surround yourself with positive people. Yeah. And so, um, so that's why I picked, you know, I picked the most positive person on each <laughs> grade level. So, so would you say that was, so that was your mentor for first grade? Um, for all my grades. For all of your grades. Okay. Yeah. What, what, um, did your mentor also switch around grades as well? Excuse me? Did your mentor switch around grades as well? No, I had to find a new mentor every year. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was this, that No, every year I, I found a different person in each grade level to work with. Okay. Yes. So how did you, how did you end in kindergarten? And it, I, I'm assuming did you, are you, do you still doing kindergarten this year? I am this. Um, I think this is my seventh year in um, the amphitheater teaching at Coronado and um, yeah. kindergarten. and so um, I'm working with a great team this year. What would you say makes some of those experiences great? Um, we plan together. We all have the same um, values. We all believe um, the same about kids. We're very positive with each other. And we can talk and um, get ideas from each other. Do you have any new teachers in your team this year? Any new we do. We have one new teacher. So right now yeah. there's some teachers, um, you know, first year kindergarten teachers that are starting. What would you say would be, you know, reflecting back a tip or advice for those teachers? I think um, I would tell them just to remember that all your kindergarten students are just learning how to be in school and just give them time and give yourself time and forgive yourself. Mm, that's powerful. Do you feel like sometimes you, re do, I mean, do you remember when you first started kindergarten? Any, was there any learning curve for you? There's a huge learning curve. Kindergarten is so different from any other grade that you that I've ever taught. Yeah. And yeah. How did you handle it's a that? Huge learning I, um, I, mean, I outside of your mentor, other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, read books. I, um, looked at blogs and just talking to others. Now, how, so you did a lot of like professional development on your own. It sounds like. Yes. What would be one of your favorite ways of those, um, training methods, I guess, uh, for your learning, like what was one of the best ways? Was it was it in your group with with your team, or was it online? Uh, what was one of the most effective ways that you were able to gain, um, you know, some good insight that you, that you that was applicable in the classroom? Was there a combination of? You know, um, one of the, there was a lot of combinations. Um, books that um, my friends recommended to read. Um, one of the best books that I've read for kindergarten is 
beyond behavior management, yes, which which I learned from one of the kindergarten experience classes. <laughs> yes, so, yes, that's the, how I found the Jenna Limes. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of yeah. that's one of my favorite books that I used. I think we I scribbled mine up and have so many sticky notes in my work uh, doing crisis work. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and it worked for er- everything. I it oh it was it was great. Definitely have a big shout out for Jenna Bimes with Beyond Behavioral Management. And for our audience that's listening, I'll, I'll go ahead and post that resource because I know I'm going to get asked about that, that book, Excellent. that publication. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Mine is actually torn up. And, and you know, I have taught, this is probably my 11th year in kindergarten. Oh, wow. And I just read that last year. So you always need to be learning different things. Yeah, I I definitely found with some of my favorite publications that I'm continuously going back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just referring and re- refreshing, you know, my 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 content, my information. Is there any? Are there any other tools that you find that are just part of their are just part of your tool chest that you use every year besides that book, perhaps? Because I know you just got introduced to that. Um. Let's see. I also like different books that I use. I started um, doing sign language with my class. Oh, that's awesome. And so the Nellie Edge um, sign language book, I think it's called Sing, Sign, and Learn. Sing, Sign, and Learn. Okay. I think I'll have to send you the the direct title. But that is a wonderful book it's it incorporates song with sign language for the whole child it's it's wonderful oh awesome I'm always up for a new resource and sign language and one of the things that I'm that's on my little list of new things to learn keeps I keep keep saying I'm going to learn some basic sign language but I I I downloaded a little app that um helps me do like uh sign um slow down <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> like the top the type the top uh, interactive uh sign language apps that you need if you're at a grocery store with somebody um yeah just doing those little things so that's one of, that's on my bucket list i guess well this this book is really great because like towards the end of the school year for my kinders i'll actually sign words to them and they'll oh, they'll figure wow. out what i'm telling them to do so it's really a neat way that's for so kids cool. to learn the alphabet that's so cool um, let me let me think now so you guys have have you guys started um, classes already no in fact today we're setting up our classes and we've done a little bit of planning I know I want to know then I want to know for our audience what does your prepping look like how how do you get prepared for that like for to um, your classroom decorate. perhaps yeah I, okay um well <laughs> I again um I had I was actually able to have my classroom flipped last year by the kinder experience and so um I was able to live in the room last year and this year I found out that I wanted more room for different parts of my classroom and so I just stand in there and move things around and see how it works what was it that you, is there any, was there certain learning areas that you enhanced then or you switched up? What, which ones were those? 
You know what? Last year, I did not have um, as much space as I wanted for the block area. Okay. Because that was a popular area. And so I made that a little bit bigger. And then um, last year also, my um, class loved the art center. And so I put more art supplies in it. So they're able to access them easier. I, now, since you're telling us this, I'm definitely going to ask you to give me a picture of your classroom once you're all set up. And then I'll, I'll include that in a link once I post this, the, the episode. Because I know I'm, there's going to be teachers that are probably going to be curious about what that looks like. Um, what about, so, you know, the environment piece you're saying, how you're switching some items around or adding additional materials. Is there any other prepping that you, what, what would be different? What is different this year than last year then? Outside of, you know, us when we flipped it through your classroom, what would you be doing differently? Um, I, I don't know. I think that um, my room wouldn't look like it is if I hadn't now, had that. Yeah. Like, like Carrie, are you cutting things and decorating things? Oh, on? no. <laughs> no, I am not. My walls, <laughs> my walls are for my kids. Thank you. Yes. I'll just be Please, more direct. Okay, let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, do you remember doing those? Do you remember doing that? Like creating your, your borders and just all? You know what? I have... I have always been a teacher who thinks that their classroom should be the kids' classroom. So my room, that's not something totally different than what I used to do. Very cool. But but I have, like, my, um, my, uh, we have a bathroom in our room. And so it's completely white walls. And by the end of the year, the um, fire marshal hates this, but there's... (laughs) There are um, pictures that the kids draw, and they're all over. It's like wallpaper in my bathrooms. Well, you all- just, like, inside, right? Like, you just yeah, inside. to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then there's other places around the room that, um, that I have. I do, though, I used to have the kids um, make, like, I would make something and show them what it was what I would like for it to look like. And oh. I have stopped doing that. So awesome. no patterns. Woo-hoo, I'm clapping. Yeah. Yay, yay. <laughs> but you know, so there's things like that, that I, that I don't do with my class. Oh, and now. It's, now it's such a time saver too. You don't, you don't need to do that. You can fill it with something more meaningful. The kids can feel it, feel it. I was going to say that I remember in um, a classroom I worked in, where the bathroom we would put, um, so while they're, you know, they, they're sitting there, um, they would look at the different calming techniques. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember when I could hear them, like, practicing their breathing or the, you know, the balloon thing, um, from you know some of the some of the methods or just counting or um, one of the things we would do would sing twinkle twinkle little star to help us um, kind of gather ourselves when I would do that uh, that that type of activity with with the child and so I would hear them do that but I remember telling the teachers I'm like you know utilize your bathroom wall space too like that's a learning oh, yeah. opportunity <laughs> well they're sitting that's a there. great idea <laughs> you know I mean obviously you don't want them there the whole time but everybody pretty much um was able to um 
take turns with that and and it didn't get too uh too messed up or they didn't they weren't in there all day obviously because you're going to have fun stuff and meaningful stuff in your classroom so you're not gonna want to miss out on that um let me think if i remember correctly did your space also have the are you are they able to sit on the floor on cushions like the, the different flexible seating by chance i don't remember if um when when uh, we went and did i didn't do your classroom that day in tucson <clears throat> but do you have that type of setup as well I do. I have, I have chairs. I also have um, milk crates that I have made into seats. And so there's a few of those also. Those have been and so useful that, yes, that idea just completely just ran with it. Everybody just has run with that because it's so nice to be able to have not just storage, but I, I, I know some of the teachers have used the crates for the books as well. They've been able to like, categorize their books under each of the crates yeah. um, I also have like stools and things like that in my classroom that the kids can sit on so. very cool and have you been able to have you had your do you guys have that parent teacher night already not yet um, we have meet the teacher tomorrow where the kids are going to come in and they're going to do a little scavenger hunt around the classroom okay and go to meet them and their parents. So are you going to get um, some parents that maybe are aware of the change in your classroom or pretty much all new new families? Because, you know, sometimes we, we have some siblings. Um, how are you going about, like, explaining your setup? Well, I think that a lot of the parents that I've had their kids trust yeah. and um, – trust me and they know that what I I always want the best for the kids and their best learning and so um I don't get questioned very often last year I had a student um I changed last year and I had a student that I had the brother the year before okay. and the mom just came in and said oh your classroom's a little bit different and I told her yes it's for better learning and so they're fine with that so you've been able to um, you haven't had that much pushback then. I've had no pushback whatsoever. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. You're so lucky. How would you, um, how about any particular advice for your, for those new parents going into kindergarten? What would you say? What would be something that they could help you and their child with? I think um, I would just have them talk to their child and just spend time with them and, and um, trust, have the um, parent know that I have the best, trust that I have the best interest of the child at heart mm -hmm. and that um, if there's an issue that they can come and talk to me and um Ways to help the child are to um, talk with the child daily and um, and play and have fun with them. Yeah, I, I'm also curious to know right now, especially with the beginning of, of school, do you use any type of communi communication tool with your parents? Is there a certain way or format? Do you do a mute, like, is it a notebook? Is it, a, is it an app? I, I see all, all types of variations um, in keeping parents in the loop. 
Yeah, I we do remind.com at our school, and that is an app. And so I will um, I will type something out on the computer and send it, and then it goes to their phone as a text message. Very cool. I, I had that myself with my child, and I, I found that super helpful, um, especially because then I knew what they were working on, and I, I don't have to ask them, like, tell me about your day. I can say something specific. <laughs> right. And I've also done calendars where I tell them exactly, you know, what letter we're working on and things like that also. And I send that home monthly. Very cool. Um, what about, so since you've been in the, in the field 28 plus years now, you said, <laughs> yes, I think it's amazing. I can't believe you're still in it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We need more teachers like you. How do you uh, avoid burnout or how do you decompress? I want to, I want to hear about your, your, the balance of uh, work and family. How do you go about that? Well, when my kids were younger, I would, um, I was working. And so I would set a, I would go home after school at my time and then be with my kids and my family until they went to bed. And then after they went to bed, I'd stay up for an hour and do my schoolwork because I really wanted to spend the time, my time with my kids. Yeah. And so, um, and I do that the same now. I'm able, my kids are a little way older now. My daughter <laughs> is, is a senior, but, um, so I, you know, I work around her schedule. So I'm home when she's home, but yes. if she's not, then I work. Yes. I, stay later. I can relate. I have a teenager myself. I have a junior. And I think people, well, I, I don't want to generalize, but I, I say like, no, I, I still need to be home for my, for my teenager. That's, I still need to be able to carve out that family time, even though she is a teenager. Um just as much as the time I need uh, for my three-year-old. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't change. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. And especially since, I mean, she's a senior and she's going to be gone. Yeah. Like my son's already in college. So yeah. once they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very sad. I know. I'm, I have two years still. So I'm like, no, I need to take a nap yeah. this time right now while I still have her. So I, I definitely understand that. Now, what do, you, what, do you, what do you do for fun, though? What do you do to decompress? And um, I mean, the other day, I'm not going to name any names, but I was talking to one of these other kindergarten teachers, and we were going to um, do another interview. I was going to interview her. And um, we had to reschedule because I think they went through their kindergarten boot camp already. And so they were going to, you know, she was like, well, me and my team, were, I, th I think they were going to get together for happy hour. I mean, I get it. I completely, yes. yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm all, I'm all for that, but you know, what are some things that you do for fun to help you kind of, you know, gain some perspective, some distance, de decompress and start, start your day again with your kids? Yeah, I, um, I w do walk, I walk, I do yoga with friends. I'd like to get together, um, with some friends and go, you know, and go walking or go have a cup of coffee. Um, we have a place here called Ben's Bells where you can go and paint on the weekend. Um, oh, yes. Those are awesome. And so, I know those yes. Yeah. And so I like to go and do and volunteer time there. 
also. So, um, how do you know when you are getting stressed out and burnout? Do you do you recognize those signs on yourself? Or I know some of the other teachers are saying um, sometimes their spouse <laughs> gives them a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my spouse tells me all the time. Like, <laughs> um, you know, I I do recognize it in myself, and and when that, ha I guess I just don't have as much patience as I would like to have yeah. with my, with, you know, that I don't have enough patience, and so that's when I step back, take a deep breath, and remember. You know, these are, these are little kids and I need to take care of myself too. Yeah, I think that's, and I, I bring that up because a lot of times when we talk about the social emotional piece and um, in the classroom, it's kind of taking a step back. It's like, wait a second, why am I getting triggered here? Why am I, why is this frustrating me? This is about me. This isn't about the kids. So making right. sure that we're being self-aware of that. So I always like to ask that. Um, and I always look and say, you know, these kids have only been on the earth four to five years. Yes. And they don't know. You know, I mean, that's a great way. That's what I always tell myself. I, I like breaking it down in months. I find that it, when I tell people the whole, they've only been alive 16 months. I mean, like when I say it in months, it, it becomes more impactful. <laughs> right. You know, Absolutely. That way. Um they, they get it. They're like, come on, they're, they're still learning how to be kids in an adult world, you know, so we got to give them a break. Um, tell me about your administrator, if you can, um, but I'm going to throw it out there, how that relationship is as far as supporting your work. Or did it take some time to establish? Um, what can you tell me about that piece? You know, our administrator has always been supportive. He has um, a wife who is a kindergarten teacher, so he yeah. gets it. And so we um, we had no problem or pushback with anything that we'd like to try. So he's been wonderful from the beginning. Are do you guys are you guys able to do field trips in your school? We are. We're, we usually only um, take one field trip. One field a trip a year. That's yeah. a lot more than most. I remember working oh, really? um, Yeah, um, a teacher from Yuma that their school district didn't do field trips. So that was tough. Oh, wow. But we just got more creative in how, you know, what we did walking field trips then around, around campus. Did, did that type yeah. of thing. Um, In fact, we're setting we're setting up a walking field trip to our cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's, well, that's right. It's the whole learning how to be at school. All kinds of absolutely. <laughs> all kinds of field trips are going to be happening. Absolutely. Um, have any of your colleagues there at school asked you about your, your classroom? Have they have has that sparked any conversation about your setup? You know, we we have shared a lot of information with um, our first grade team because since they've had um, since they've had the Kinder experience the first year, just to let them know what we did and how we did it for, so maybe they would like to incorporate some things into their classrooms. That's great. Are you guys able to do some type of 
I don't know, just co- some kind of collaboration work? Is there is there a transition time, a transition activity for the kids? W- was there one for kindergarten to first grade? Um, last year, we did we um, took the kindergarten kids on a tour of first grade, and um, the first grade teachers read them a story and things like uh-huh. that just to get to know them. Mm-hmm. But that's about the, the that's about only things we did, yeah. So, but they're still in the loop. You guys are still in the loop of um, each other's work and how that can kind of, you know, continue that continuum, I guess, of learning. Absolutely. And one of the first grade teachers actually went to the project approach um, class with me. And we've, we're taking the, um, the walking tour together to see, you know, what um, field trips we can go on close to our school. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I want to also add for our listening audience, I'm, I have um, Terry last year did a engineering um, project with her students and I need to post it up on with um, the kindergarten experience uh, site. But she, you did a collaboration with some older kids, right? With your kindergartners. <clears throat> I- Yes, I, we made um, scribble bots with our. We're a K eight school, so we have seventh graders on campus, and I worked with a seventh grade teacher on uh, making scribble bots. That's that was awesome. I saw. The, I'll, I'll have to post those pictures once that's that's done. That information's put together. But um, is is there any type of collaboration you're going to be doing with maybe the first or second graders at all? Do you guys do anything like that? You know what. Um, the only thing that I have done with the first graders is um, we've dressed um, turkeys. <laughs> so we do an art project together and the kids can, um, we give them an outline of a turkey and they cut it. Well, they cut out a turkey and then dress them for dinner. That's hysterical. I mean, yes, I'm, uh, yes, I'm always looking for ways to kind of incorporate the the transition just to help that that transition piece for the kindergartners for the next level. Um, right. And then the first grade teacher, one of my first grade teacher friends and I for April fools, we always switch classes. <gasps> That's hysterical. Yes. That's such a great yeah. idea though. How do the, how do the kids respond? Do, does you know what there, um, the first graders that I had the previous year are real excited and the kinders are kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, do they ask the teacher, like, well, when is Miss Teacher Duggan coming back? Like, is that what happens? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, that's what happens. And then we don't switch for very long, just about an hour. So <laughs> just enough time to read a book and, and things like that. But do, do they know? So do they get – I'm just trying to think about what – how to explain April Fool's Day at a kindergarten level. Like, you know, do you guys, talk, you know, what does that look like? Do you guys talk about, oh, there's just one day, it's, it's a silly day, and um, we, we make these jokes? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, a lot of our kindergartner, kindergarten kids come in with the jokes, you know, because oh, I think really? they're parents. Yes. So... Most of them already know about <laughs> April Fool. Okay, good. okay, good. I, I, that's true. I'm, yeah, I'm really thinking about the kid that doesn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> but but they do. Like, if a kid is really upset, then you know 
we'll tell them it's okay. We're just doing this to be silly. <laughs> silly. Um, I want to, I want to um, mention last year, I, last year, I remember you were injured. Well, I don't want to, <laughs> the, 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 the description I remember, but you got injured in class, but I wanted you to talk about that incident because I think it's important to mention how I think your kids were awesome in the way that they handled, you know, what was occurring because it, it could have looked, it was scary looking. Right. Well, I um, am a klutz. And so I was, <laughs> I had my class, we have um, doors to the outside and my class was going to launch and said, I had them line up and they had already gone outside the doorway. And as I was going through my room, I happened to fall um, flat on my face and broke my nose. Oh my God. And when I, yes. And when I got up, my, um, my nose was bleeding very badly and I, I had to go by my kids as blood was dripping from my hands. Yes. And so I, so I just told my kids, it's okay. I'm going to get you the nurse. If you wait right here, somebody's going to get you. And they were fine. And, and like, you know, they, they were fine. The, at, the troopers, as I remember you they, were saying. Like, they it, did. It was scary. <clears throat> it was. And then I had to leave. The nurse sent me home <laughs> for the day. And, <laughs> and um I had like the administrator come in and talk to my class just to reassure them that I was okay. And um, so did you guys, was that a class discussion the next day or when you went back? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. When, when I came back, we, we talked and we talked about um, everybody, everybody falls, everybody gets hurt. (laughs) And you know, even even adults are clumsy, and <laughs> everybody. You know, falls. and I really appreciate how they took care of each other. That's awesome. So. I just think that was so important to to mention those those are real moments, and talking about them, and you know, did they ask any questions? Uh, I always wonder the little kindergarten questions about you know you getting better or what that looked like, or if you went to the doctor or, or what. Yeah, they did ask questions about the doctor and I told I told them, you know, that I had gone and and um what they had said and you know that I was going to be fine. So, did this by just, any chance spark any new uh workstation perhaps, first aid area at all? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do have a I do have a paramedic um what as one of my jobs. And it was really funny because whenever I was going out, um, they were telling me that, oh, the par- they were telling the paramedic, she needs a band-aid. And I thought, oh, that's okay. I'm going to get to the nurse. I'm fine. So they just wanted to take care of you. That's awesome, though, that they yeah. were able to learn those, those concepts, those skills. Right. And in housekeeping, you know, I noticed that a few more people were falling and getting hurt during their playtime. <laughs> <laughs> pretending to fall and be hurt oh yeah oh wow that's hysterical that's great though that's great you're so cute yes. cute kids yeah um let's see let's um what 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 would be what else would you want to mention that we can wrap up here um it's back to school time you know parents teachers 
anything that you would want to mention, you know, kind of maybe encompassing both of those groups or just one, what would you want to say? I would just say, enjoy what teachers to enjoy what they're doing. Have fun with your kids, laugh, laugh at yourself. Um, And parents just trust that your teachers have the best, your child's best interest at heart and be sure to communicate with them. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you again for coming on here, Terry. Really appreciate it. Ending on on, uh, that know-it-all post the the information on uh, Jenna Byam's book and also that um, Sing, Sign, and Learn book. Once Terry gives me that link, I'll put it on the show notes as well. Um, But thank you again so much. I hope our listening audience found the information helpful. Thank you. Thank you.